Hello and welcome to the Vorthos cast. I'm Jay Anelli. I'm Lorelai Weissel. I'm Brian Dawes. And I'm Chris Delano. Uh, and today we are here to play some D&D on our Magic the Gathering podcast. Uh, as you know, we've kind of had a recurring D&D segment starting this year. And today we're doing something special because we are kicking off with our Planeswalker D&D characters. Speak for yourself. Who will be involved <laughs> in... Uh, well, if they if they don't die in this session, uh, you might see them again soon. Y'all are already saw mine, so yeah. Uh, so with that, I'll turn it over to Chris to set the scene so we can get started. Yes. So as Lorelai just mentioned, you've already met Lorelai's character. The last we left off, Ruse was about to uh, go on a date, do some smooching with the. I was beautiful... already doing smooching. You were already doing smooching with the beautiful, mysterious blight spine on Ikoria. Uh-huh. And uh, as you were leaning in for a wonderful kiss, uh, you started seeing these lights flash around your eyes. And Ruse, who had just revealed themselves to be some sort of shape-shifting planeswalker, uh, was felt dragged to the plane of Ravnica. Has Ruse been to Ravnica before? Uh, I don't think so. Well, then Ruse is about to have a very Ravnican awakening. As If she has, feel... she probably doesn't remember. Mm-hmm. Do you want me to use she, her, or they, them for Ruse? Uh, for now, she, her, because okay. we're picking up at the face that I wore on Ikoria. Right. Um, moving forward, if that changes, I will let everyone know. Well, okay. Well, thank you. Um, well, she is going to find herself planeswalking to the city plane of Ravnica, and you arrive in the middle of this very bustling, very wide street area. You're surrounded on all sides by an eclectic host of people wearing colorful outfits, various different races and species, and, and there are some giant towering beasts who are carrying packs on their back right next to these little tiny... Uh, very short people um, who you assume to be some sort of humanoid. Um, there's a few people who are hanging off the back of this beast. It it seems like you're in some sort of, I don't know, some sort of multicultural promenade that is through the center of this incredible city. And as soon as you show up, you um, the lights fade from your vision ruse and you feel very grounded It's an unusual feeling as you planeswalk here, as if normally when you planeswalk, there's a moment where you feel like you might be able to just hop along and go to another plane. But the moment you've landed on the street, you feel this sort of weight on you. You are definitely here. And as you land and you look around, uh, your passive perception is 13. And because of that, I will go ahead and say that you can see uh, appearing almost immediately next to you uh, startling several people around you is someone else who also just sort of pops into being out of thin air on this street. Uh, Brian, would you like to introduce your character? My character is Ben Darren, Lenore Mystic. Um, he is an elf who is, he's fairly youngish appearing. He's, he's, He's about as old. He's a little bit older than the mending itself, uh, mm-hmm. but uh, it's not, you know, for an elf, you can't really tell. 
So what does he what does he look like? What are we seeing here? What does Ruse see the moment you show up? You are seeing an elf male who's roughly around five eleven, six and a half feet, give or take. Um wearing a cowl with some some uh fur effects of of some sort. Um if you're familiar with uh the forests of Lanoir, um it could be something that you could identify as some kind of kavu uh, fur, um, and he is he he has a, a a nice little wooden scimitar on his on his hip and a shield strapped to his back, and um, um, yeah. So uh, did you say Bindarin? Yes, Bindarin. Bindarin. Okay. Bindarin, you show up in this this bustling street full of people, um, and you sort of pop into existence. You're also surrounded. These people who are walking around, some of them shoot over glances at you. They're also staring at this other person who's there next to you, Bindarin. Um, they look a little confused, but they don't seem entirely perplexed, as if perhaps this is a place where people appearing out of thin air sometimes just happens. Um, and as you're both sort of feeling that weight upon you as you show up here. Um, Ruse, if you could give me a perception check. So you said perception? Yes. Perception roll, please. Perception. What is my thing? Plus three, so that's 14. So you just missed this, but Bindarin, you have a high enough passive perception where you see um, (laughs) what appears to be a very short person with green skin, who you may recognize as a goblin, uh, also pop into existence. Uh, Ruse, you are a little distracted by this elf person who just showed up. Um, uh, and you... Disagree. I think I'm distracted by a pretty girl walking by. That's also possible. There is actually walking nearby is a member of the cult of Rakdos, and she is wearing this spiked sort of leather garb that you would expect from them. Um, so, Ruse, you're distracted by that. Chris, but... why do you why do you say <laughs> things that you know will hurt my brain because they're not real? Um, well, uh, we'll see how that plays out. But, Bindaran, you notice this very short, uh, green-skinned humanoid that you know is a goblin because you're from Dominaria, and that's just how they're common. Uh, yep. So, Jay, why don't you introduce us to your character? I don't know what goblins you're talking about, but I am a mythic rare. <laughs> so... <laughs> I, (laughs) my character is Smurt. He is a goblin artificer who, uh, he's, he's dabbled here or there, either until he, he gets bored of a, uh, institute of learning or, um, has gotten kicked out for, for too many explosions. Uh, he is currently wearing, um, a, a, a brown, mantle over his shoulders uh that brian's character might recognize um but inside the leather work is also uh, like a a symbol of the is it which which puts him right at place here um he is however a green goblin looks like kind of like a, a dominarian goblin i guess um and he's clearly been to dominaria and he it looks frazzled with where he he is so Smurt has been on Ravnica before. And so Smurt, you are you are very familiar with this street scene, and you would actually 
know exactly where you are. You are in the Transguild Promenade. Um, ah, yes. yes. You Smirk. you are very familiar with the setting um, as you look around and you notice all of the people who are just sort of going about their daily life. Um, but you also feel that sort of weight on you as you show up that feels a little unusual. Um, you also kind of feel there's like a tension in the air as well. People are going about their business and they're shooting you glances, but no one seems to want to linger too long as these people are moving back and forth along the street. Um, Ravnica, huh? Hmm. Smirt? You notice, Smirt, uh, because you have a passive perception over 10, uh, you do notice that Ruse and uh, Bindarin are standing there, and both of them look very out of place, and you can sort of... I would say, with your intelligence, you know that these two people are not from Ravnica. They look very out of place. Ah, planeswalkers, huh? First time here? Not at all. Not at all a planeswalker, or not at all first time here? Not at all first time here. Oh, well, welcome back. I don't know. I may have been here before. Why? That's... I mean, it's a pretty simple question. You know, Look, this conversation I'm, is really I'm nice, but old. I would actually uh, like to interrupt you here to let you know that there is an explosion happening very close by. The three of you feel rocked backwards as you feel this force wash over. You hear the screams of people off in the distance uh, as the crowd around you just begins trampling in the other direction. Uh, uh, you can I, feel I say a lot of expletives. Yes, you can feel this sort of rush as all of these native Ravnikans who know where they're going start taking off in a direction opposite of where they were headed originally. Uh, I will say that, Bindaran, you have a high enough passive perception. You know what? I would say all of you can sort of tell that this this explosion is coming from the direction of Ruse, you might have noticed it, this large building that was there at the end of the promenade. Smirt, you know exactly what this location is. Bindaran, if you've been to Ravnica in the 10th District at all, you know that the Chamber of the Guild Pact has just exploded. Oh dear, that's not very good. Oh, that was interesting. Um, hmm. The cries and screams of people start washing over you as the three of you sort of try and find your bearings in this mass of just trampling people trying to get away from that explosion. Oh, um, oh, that's easy. They're, they're in my equipment. So with that, uh, I will say all of you can roll me a perception check. Don't even laugh at my small bearings. <laughs> <sighs> I laughed. I laughed. Lorelei. I got an 11. And I also got an 11. I got a six. All right. Smirk, oh, you're no. a little distracted by what's happening. But Bindaran and Ruse, you can tell off in the distance where people are running from. You start hearing the sounds of what what sounds like fire and the sounds of screams cut short as just the 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 sounds of violence sort of are moving in your direction. Um, I will say that. Uh, Bindaran, you, you, your elf eyes can see in the distance some figures who are advancing in your direction. <gasps> Bindaran, <laughs> what do your elf eyes see? My brand! <laughs> you can see some figures advancing in your direction in what appears to be a very orderly line. And they are just 
mowing down anyone caught in their path. Um, there was this Bindaran, you can see this, this beautiful Rakdos cultist wearing this leather spiked garb as she is just cut down in the street by one of these figures. Hmm. That won't do. So, um, um, what are y'all going to do? Uh, that doesn't look good. I say we go in the direction everyone else is going here. Are you two coming? <laughs> I mean, hmm. coming, going, who can say? And I'm going to try and planeswalk away. All right, um, Ruse, you reach into that that spark inside of you and attempt to planeswalk off of this plane, and you feel yourself sort of list, lifted up. That weight that was there uh, leaves you momentarily, and then it comes crashing back down, and you just feel as if someone has just sort of placed their hand on your head and pushed down into the ground, and you are you are still on Ravnica. Ah, yeah, that looks shit. like an. That looked like a good old-fashioned, uh, classic, etheric inversion. What? Oh, you know, when, when, when you can't uh, planeswalk from a place. So That's the advancing happened. army is uh, a good 30 to 40 feet away from you now. Um, most of the people have run off while you are having this small discussion. Uh, I am walking away. As you start moving away, you hear the sound of wings above you. Um, I will say, Bindaran, you hear it very clearly. Uh, Smirt, you can, Smirt and Ruse, you can hear what sounds like a commotion above you. Um, if you look up, Bindaran, you would see what appears to be this beautiful four-winged angel flying above. Ah, the Boros Legion. They'll handle this, right? She's flanked on either side by a couple of other angels, and you can actually see advancing in that direction on the street against the tide of this crowd that's running away, uh, some other soldiers who are in their shiny red and white garb uh, responding to the incident. And the angel is flying over, and she goes to land in front of this advancing column of uh, of this these figures, these people who are kind of hard to make out their features. And as she lands there, she turns and she looks at you. She's very close to where you are standing, actually, the three of you. And she says, the Boros Legion is here to protect you. Do not worry. Yeah, that, uh, if, a, well, if an I'm, army ever right, actually protected anything, then, you know, we wouldn't need the armies. They're still here. Y'all ain't gonna do nothing. Uh, she reaches into, uh, she reaches for her sword and pulls out this flaming sword. And she faces the this onslaught and she goes, whether or not you want her protection, it's here. And as she goes to pull up her sword and strike down, uh, each of you give me a, another quick perception check. I just... Oh, natural 20. So 26. Right. Eight. <laughs> Seven. So, uh, Smirt and Ruse, you don't see where the source comes from, but you all do see uh, this angel suddenly engulfed in this like purplish, crackling energy. Bindaran, you saw it coming from a figure who's a good distance away down the promenade who seems to be advancing behind a lot of these, these figures who are attacking you. Um, this energy leaps over the heads of these, of these creatures, these humanoids attacking hits the angel. And this angel just sort of begins to turn to dust. Oh. Uh, Bindarin, would that question? Would that, oh, what, 
What happens to her sword? Uh, her sword rusts and turns inert. Bindaran, with oh. your natural 20, you can hear this sort of calm, collected woman's voice say, Ugh, I hate angels. <laughs> um, <laughs> as that happens, this, oh, this oh, angel God. turns to dust. Um, and in the pile cut, of that cut, dust cut. right there, uh, you see Bindaran, this sort of shining symbol uh, an insignia of the Boros Legion is laying there at your feet. I just kind of look down at the I'll dust pile. I look down at the dust pile, spit on, said, said he wouldn't do nothing. The column that was a- approaching you of these figures who you can now all see have some sort of blue tint to them stop for just a moment, look down at the pile of dust, and then look up at you three. Um, there doesn't seem to be too many other people running away at this point. You're kind of... St- you're kind of standing there alone. What What are you going to do? I, I'm I am uh, away. <laughs> <laughs> away. I am following behind. What was it, Ben Darren? Yeah, Ben, ben Darren. Hold, hold hold on, tall guy. Hold on, hold on. I'm coming with you. So, question. I thought did we ever establish whether we knew each other? Because I thought we had come into the session thinking, or I was under the impression that we would know each other already. Our two characters. Oh yeah, we could. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> you can establish yes. that in a moment, but right now there is a column of some sort of bluish creatures attacking you. Uh, Ruse, are you also going to run away? Oh, uh, yeah. I mean, I, I tried I tried the big runaway, the big fancy runaway, <laughs> and that didn't work. So now we're doing the little less effective runaway. All right. So what I'm going to do is I'm actually going to give y'all uh, what I would like to do is a series of skill checks. So the three of you are running down the Transguild Promenade into the 10th District. Uh, each of you, tell me what you are doing to aid in your escape from this column of... Your characters don't know what they are, but we all know that they're Eternals at this point. What are you each doing? Let's start with you, Bindarin. What is your character doing to help aid in your escape? Um, I am going to cast Mold Earth to attempt to run away and as i'm running away i'm casting mold earth on the on the ground to try to make potholes to like kind of make uneven footing all right yeah for that i will say give me a uh nature check sure that's good uh 19 plus 2 so 21 yeah i will definitely count that as a success so your uh you turn around bendarin and as you're running away you use your shape earth to or mold earth to create these crevices in the stonework in the ground. And you see some of these creatures sort of topple over each other. And it's definitely slowed down their pursuit of you. Uh, Ruse, what are you going to do to help y'all get away from this advancing army? I just, I'm just like running. All right. <laughs> um, no, I'm not like a mage or anything. I will say you, yeah, you're not very familiar with Ravnica, so you wouldn't necessarily know, like, how to escape something like this. Uh, So just for trying to outrun them, give me a straight up uh, athletics check. Athletics. Um, Oh, good. This is one of the things I have proficiency in. So that's a 14. All right. With a 14, I will uh, say that you are taking off, and you're the last one to run away from them because you had tried to planeswalk and failed. And so as you're running off, uh, your just sheer athleticism, you pass by Bendaran and Smirt, and you are ahead of them uh, running away. So you have yeah, picked... Yeah, I got, 
I, I got really long legs. Um, your legs are as long as you want them to be. Um, and you are <laughs> no, ahead of your, no. your two planeswalking companions. My my legs are as long as uh, they can be without me changing size. All right, I have to I have to stay a medium creature. Um, I'm just imagining like your torso really shortening and your legs getting longer. <laughs> um, so yeah, you get ahead of, of Bindarin and Smurt. Um, and from being in front of them, it gives you sort of an advantage of being able to see, uh, ed- like the, the terrain ahead of you. And so you're able to sort of, you know, hop over a dead body or, uh, avoid a pile of cabbages that someone knocked over. And in doing My so, cabbages. uh, you're also helping Smurt and Bindarin, uh, you know, avoid those pitfalls. Um, Smurt, what are you going to do to help, uh, escape from this army? So I have gone like full Looney Tunes here. I am like holding on to my my little robe or whatever, hiked it up, uh, trying to bolt, knocking things over willy nilly as I as I run past to to block the path behind me, uh, and try try not to block this this weird stranger who is who is with us now. Uh, but yeah, I I am just kind of like dodging under tables, scrambling over top of fallen carts and things like that. All right. Um, in that case, you know, you're you're scrambling over things. You're sort of hopping around because you're a goblin. Your legs are not very long. Um, you're not very big. Uh-huh. Um, so I would say you could give me an acrobatics check to see how deftly you maneuver these obstacles. 14. A, a 14, you will succeed in maneuvering over these obstacles. So between you and Ruse, you're able to sort of navigate the street you're able to get away from the pushed over carts and the broken stalls uh, with the help of Bindarin, who is actively slowing down this army because Bindarin is being useful. Um, <laughs> you are able to uh, get enough ahead of them where uh, you, all three of you sort of at the same time notice this break off of an alleyway and you all just instinctively duck through there and run down this alleyway and you find yourselves in a courtyard where there are just a ton of different exits, a ton of different alleyways that you can escape down. And so you maneuver down another one and you find yourself in what appears to be a perfectly peaceful garden. Uh, You can hear the advance of these Eternals uh, elsewhere, but from where you're standing right now, the three of you feel pretty safe. All right. Uh, So... Uh, so so time out real quick. Uh, mm-hmm. So do we do we know each other, Ben Darren? Yeah, I thought that's what we had okay. said. Okay, I, I I'm, I'm gonna I'm gonna play act it as like I, I just I'm gonna take a second to catch my mouth. <sighs> oh, Ben Darren. Oh, I thought you looked familiar. I guess how 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 many Lanowar elves can there really be? I mean, honestly, and planeswalkers. I mean, I know you all live a long time, but uh, yeah, not nearly enough. Sorry. <laughs> it's, it's fun uh, so do you have any idea what those things are or why they're zombies marching on the streets in Ravnica they looked almost like automatons with the shiny purpley exterior I would love to get a sample of that to take back to the lab look they marched like an army and what I said about that other army still holds true armies ain't good 
They ain't bringing good. Apparently we're stuck here, which sucks. Stuck? What do you mean? I I tried leaving. Like, the big leaving. Not not the little runaway. The big runaway. And, uh... Didn't it didn't it didn't work? It's like I jumped, but it was pulled back. Don't like it. Don't like this. Yeah, I saw the the etheric conversion there that, that just good. turned your planes walk around and knocked you on your booty. I've had a very busy morning. I am now going to miss a date with a very pretty girl, and we need to get out of here. And y'all better help. I agree. Well, except for the better, like I don't like. Uh being told what I have to do, but I agree. Um, Whether you like it or not, I am going to tell you what to do, and it's going to be, we are going to get out of here. Because I have a date that I need to get to. Right. Bindarin, at this point, you feel that medallion that you picked up from the ashes of the angel in your hand, um, and it it's glowing, and you can see the glow, and it feels warm and strong and and powerful, um, I will go ahead and let you all know, uh, mechanically, the way that this is going to work is that as long as one of you is holding this medallion, a short rest is five minutes, and a nice. long rest is one hour. The strength that radiates from this medallion makes you feel as if you can just keep going. Bindaran, you feel like you could run for days. Oh, wow. This is some heavy stuff right here. This is nice. Um, the light from that medallion is just glowing around your hand. And actually, um, all three of you kind of see this light from the medallion, and it's this warm glow. And then suddenly the three of you also sort of see each other glowing. Like you're all just surrounded by this light, and it shoots up into the sky as if like some sort of tether has been attached to you and lifted up, and you can see the light glowing. Um... Bindaran, I'm going to say with your passive perception, you get this. I'm going to give Ruse and Smurt an opportunity to roll perception checks here. Can I roll with advantage? Because I was part of the is it and I might have understood. You might have an idea of what's happening here. So yes, you can roll with advantage. Uh, Probably doesn't matter because I rolled an 18. So 21. Mm -hmm. Uh, I rolled a 22. So all three of you notice um, this light that's going up above you and you're seeing it and you all sort of recognize that you're all three seeing this and you all also recognize the sound of the marching zombies has kind of stopped and then it starts up again and suddenly you hear it from this peaceful garden coming from all around you and it's getting louder oh uh -oh. someone is casting a theric luxa matter tag on us it appears it's uh well, you, I, I'm glowing. Are, are, are you two? You two are glowing. Uh, I wonder if anyone else is glowing. We should probably find where that came from. Yep. Uh, I don't care where it came from. I just want to go so, away. So, so I want to leave. In a, so we're in an alley, right? And you are in a garden. So there are some garden. entrances on various sides. Um, you came out through a arched entrance into this garden. And you can see that there are some doors of some buildings that are currently closed. Um, they look like maybe they're apartments or homes. Uh, and there's also a couple of other like alleyways that are thinner running away from this garden. Okay. Um, do I get the feeling that any of the buildings nearby could support the weight of a giant spider? Or a spider um, 
This is Ravnica, and you've been here before, so you know that most of these buildings are built very strong. They could support the weight of a giant spider. Okay. I am going to burn one of my uh, uh, wild shapes, and I'm going to turn into a spider king. Ooh. And I am going to... As as uh, he transforms, I go, oh, nine hells, you know you have to warn me when you do that. I shrug with one of my with with my shoulders as I <laughs> scuttle up a building. It's four shrugs for the price of one. <laughs> yeah. Um so you start climbing up this building. Actually and, what I'll do mm-hmm. is since Smurt is small, I'm going to grab Smurt and flip him onto my back before I do that. Yeah. Hey wait, I can't change like that. Well, um goodbye, strange person. I I, <laughs> I would try and find safety. So, uh, Bindaran, you grab Smurt and you hoist him up onto your back and you start climbing up one of these residential buildings. Um, they're not that tall. They're a few stories high. And as you reach sort of the roof, um, you put two of your spider legs onto the roof and you start lifting up. And as you do that, you notice uh, three of those shapes, those zombie, those unliving, relentless monsters Uh, are on the roof of this building directly in front of you. And so you see them as you're sort of straddling the side of this building and lifting yourself up. And at that same time, Ruse, you from the ground where these people were about to leave you to die. So just remember that. Um, I wasn't going, like I was actually, before you started talking, I was going to web, like I was going to leave some web if she wanted to climb up. But like we hadn't gotten to the top of the building yet, so... Well, before you can show a sign of camaraderie, <laughs> Ruse, you see uh, another two of these figures appear from the alleyway where y'all had come into the garden um, approaching you. So I'm going to need everyone to uh, go ahead and roll initiative for the first time of this adventure. No, we did it last session. <laughs> uh, 15. Oh, of this adventure. Yeah, that doesn't mm-hmm. count. Uh, 15 as well. Um, I have a 21. All right. So, all right. So, uh, Bindaran, you are attempting to come over the lip of this building with Ruse on your, or not Ruse, excuse me, Smirt on your back. Uh, Ruse, you turn around and you notice these two, they look like skeletal figures, but they're completely enshrouded in this blue, shiny substance. Um, and they approach you from that alleyway that you came out of. They are holding these unusual curved blades. Um, you may not be that familiar with them, but they are definitely sharp. Uh, and they appear ready to attack you. Um, the first one in initiative is you, Ruse. So I think what we are going to do is disengage and try to kind of parkour my way up the side of this building to follow the the other two i am leaving a strand of web behind so all right give me an acrobatics check with advantage with advantage yep because the there's a web there to help you so that's an 18 yeah so with an 18 you uh ruse you sort of backflip away from these these creatures and you grab onto this web that was being left up by the spider who used to be an elf it's very confusing but you're kind of used to that um, and you start climbing up the side of the building. And as you sort of get on level with the spider, 
uh, you can look up and see the three faces of these other creatures looking down at you. Um, Smurt, you are on the back of a giant spider and it's your turn. Well, oh, oh dear. Uh, I use an action and I, uh, I, I shake my arm a little bit and this, um, kind of, uh, so the flavoring for my artifice is going to be a little bit like Sahili's, uh, this little quicksilver comes down and forms into a eldritch cannon, Mm -hmm. uh, a force ballista. Uh, and I, I set it down on the, on the ground behind us, um, and have it take aim at the two, uh, one, well, whichever, whichever, uh, whichever eternal is closer. So right, yeah, there were two of them coming out of the alleyway who were next to each other. So one of them, I'm gonna roll D and D beyond just to make it okay. easier. Uh, the attack roll is 25. You definitely hit it. Uh, and it does to combine two D eight. Uh, so it does six damage of force damage. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it pushes the creature back five feet away from the cannon. So the blast of this cannon shoots out and you see that, that creature, uh, crack in the middle and sort of fall over in like backwards, like blasted in half that creature is just done it is on the ground separated to two pieces um you you realize that maybe their strength comes from their numbers not necessarily them individually uh so they're mathematicians uh oh my my turret by the way looks like um like a like a hanger back walker kind of spindly walking thing except it's uh, it's tiny, so it can like crawl up my shoulder and stuff, or walk around. Bendarin, it is your turn. You are a giant spider, and there are three of these monsters in front of you on top of this building. Well, um, I not expecting them to be there initially, but am ready to take the challenge. I uh, will uh, attempt to. Let me see if my web recharges first. It's not. Um, so I will. Uh, not knowing the danger of being in melee, will run up to one and attempt to uh, bite it. All right, give me an attack roll. That is a fifteen. Yeah, so you're uh, you crawl up the rest of the building. Um, you can't get all of your eight legs onto the top of the building because they're sort of in your way. But you do reach out and bite one of them. Uh, and as you do, you feel your spidery fangs crunch into this very tough, very metallic tasting exterior. Uh, and as a spider, I don't know what your sense of taste is like. I have not done a lot of study on the sense of taste of spiders. But assuming you can taste the insides of this creature, they're very bad. They are gross. Um, it tastes like it's been dead for a very long time. Um, it tastes like death and, uh, but you do hit it. So roll me some damage. Um, so it is four points of piercing damage. And if they can take poison or it's four points of piercing, if they can Mm. take poison damage, if they're not immune to it, then they need to make a constitution saving throw DC 11. Um, and it would be nine points of damage or half as much if they, uh, passed. Well, I will say that they um, 
the zombie creature that you bit did not pass any sort of saving throw. Um, that was a three on the dice. Uh, but regardless, um, you sort of crunch into it and you can feel it sort of fall over. Um, as you do, the two other ones that are still standing up there at the top make attacks at you. Uh, one of them is going to try and hit you with its kopesh or its weird curved blade that you're unfamiliar with. Um, and that is going to be, let me roll an attack on you, a 17 to hit you, which I believe does hit you. Uh, and that is going to be four damage as this thing cuts into you. The other one, uh, whoop, I forgot that they are together. Uh, the other one makes an attack roll of 15 to hit you as it reaches out with its hand to grab that onto hits. you. Yep. So this blue zombie creature is uh, taking advantage of the fact that you were distracted by the cut from the blade of the other one and reaches out and grabs onto one of your eight legs with its hand. Rude. You take... I have to actually roll this. Oh, no. Um, you, in your giant spider form, uh, you feel this sort of just exhaustion and pain. It almost feels as if that leg that it is grabbing starts withering away. Uh, you take 20 necrotic damage. Jesus Christ. (laughs) Um, are you still a spider? (laughs) I am. You are, you are a spider, but you do feel as if that leg has just crumpled up and shriveled up into nothingness. Um, as this creature has tried to extract the life from you. Um, at that moment, uh, with that realization that this thing is about to essentially, hopefully, pull the very life force out of you, um, you all hear a noise as from the ground below where Ruse has escaped from, but your turret is still standing smart, uh, from the other two entrances into this uh, garden, uh, two more of these things each. So a total of four of these Eternals move into the garden. Um, from the rooftop, you see uh, Smurt and uh, Bindarin as four more of them also appear there, coming along the rooftop as if they have climbed over the other side and are approaching you. Ruse, it's your turn. Great. Um... So there are currently five at ground level. And six on top of the building. So we're we're in kind of close quarters, right? Yes. I would say that you can definitely get to the top of the building if you so choose um, and still have enough movement to get to some of these monsters if you would like. Okay. Um, so we are going to... We're going to get to... We're going to climb the rest of the way up to this building. See that there's more of them up here. Say, hey, well, this sucks. Uh... Did not want this day to go this way, but if I must fight, I must fight. And uh, I, I kind of shapeshift into a much more muscular, broad-shouldered form, um, with kind of a uh, a, a fanged grin uh, as my skin pales a lot. Uh, and I, I draw my rapier, and I'm going to attack not not the one that got bitten, one of one of the other ones. The one that got bitten is gone. So oh, okay. yeah. So There's, so two were killed. Uh, one on the ground was killed by the turret, and one on top was bitten in half by this. Uh, giant oh, one on the ground friend. was killed. Never mind. Mm-hmm. Okay, figured it out. Ha ha. 
Um, well, then just I'm going to attack whatever the nearest one is. All right. Um, that's going to be a 13. Uh, so you definitely lash out and you hit uh, one of these zombies. It is the one who had the curved blade and had struck the spider with it earlier. Uh, mm-hmm. Roll some damage for me. Uh, that is going to be nine damage. Yeah, so you strike out at it and you, with your muscular arms, just sort of skewer it and it is it crumples underneath your, your force and it just falls apart right there on top of the building. Hell yeah. Um, and I think that is going to be the turn because I don't think I can do anything else. All right. Uh, Smurt, it's your turn. So there are still five of them on top of the building and five of them at ground level. How close are the ones on top of the building to an edge, uh, like a, uh, a rooftop edge? Would so you say like five to ten feet? Up, yeah, the, the four that just crawled up are probably within five to ten feet of the edge they crawled up by. Uh, and there's one that is holding the withered spider leg of your companion. So there's one like right nearby and a couple that are a little further away? Yes. Okay. So um, <clears throat> as my act, well, as my as my move, I'll reach into this uh, delicately filigreed bag I have on my side and emerge with an entirely too large for the bag uh, crossbow uh, that uh, there's like um, sparks and a little bit of smoke coming off it. And I just start to giggle <laughs> and I, 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 I pet it like it's my pretty and aim it at the one that just um, uh, just bit my just well just took out my friend's leg. All right. So my fucking leg rude. That will be. Oh, okay. Well, it's a it's a miss because I rolled a two on the D20. So that's I don't suppose eight (laughs) will hit. Uh, eight will not hit it as your crossbow bolt flies a little errant and does not hit the uh, the creature that has grabbed onto your friend's leg. So I go, Urza's resplendent codpiece, uh, cannon. And so I will, uh, uh, the cannon will turn and aim at the, so the cannon's on the roof with me. I think you mentioned it being on the ground earlier. It's It was on the, like, the oh, edge okay. of the roof aiming down. All right. Um... And it's going to turn and blast the guy who just got us. So that mm-hmm. is a 20 to hit, not a, a dirty 20. That, that'll that hit it. Uh, and it deals four force damage and uh, pushes it away five feet from the cannon. So the cannon blast hits it and you actually take out its lower half. Um, and you can see the legs and the waist of this monster blast away from it and it actually hits some of the four who just crawled up um and you hear like this clanking metallic noise as they all crash into each other um and (laughs) you notice though that the the top half of this creature uh appears to still be holding on to the withered leg of this of your friend speaking of your friend uh bendarin it's your turn this zombie just drained the life out of one of your eight legs you now have seven Bindaran lets out a shrill, uh, like, giant spider noise and uh, 
viciously clicks its legs against the, the, the building. I'm, I'm assuming that I'm up on the, the ledge of the building at this point. I'm not just hanging yeah. outside, right? Okay. You are, you are on the building proper now. And how many are there left up here? So there's the four who just crawled up the building. Um, and there is a half of one. There's some, it, it still is grabbing onto the withered leg that you had before, but it, you, you can't really tell without looking closer whether or not it's still active. Okay. If that's a word for it. Um, and then there are still five on the ground beneath you. Uh, I will disconnect the, the little bit of web that I may have been having that, uh, what's we call it, climbed up, because mm-hmm. she's up here now, right? Yes, Ruse, Ruse yeah, is yeah, up there. Right Alright, so I will make sure that they cannot use my web to climb up, and then I will attack the closest one to me with a well, Let me see if my web recharges. It does. Alright. Um, I will... Gonna use it. Um, I'm going to attack the one closest to me. Alright, so there is the one that is sort of still potentially active that is attached to your leg. It seems to have this sort of like death grip onto your withered spider leg. Um, do you want to attack that one? The other ones are a little bit too far away and you'd have to move to try and reach them. My perception check can't tell whether this thing's alive or dead, right? Or my passive um, perception? I will say with your passive perception you notice that it appears to still be somewhat, I mean, alive is not a good term for these things. Yeah, it's still but it, moving around. It's still, yeah, it's still moving around. It still has some animation to it. That's a natural 20. I'm mad at this thing, apparently. All right. Um, so you sort of chomp down on it, and it doesn't matter how much damage you do. You rip, like, rip this half of a eternal off of your leg, Um and sort of fling it aside and it crumbles to the ground in pieces. At that moment, the other Eternals that are on top of the building with you uh, continue to advance. Two of them were sort of knocked back a little bit by the legs of the one that you just killed. Um, but two <laughs> of them do approach and they're, uh, one of them is holding up a Kopesh and the other one is reaching out a hand and the Kopesh is going to try and attack you, uh, giant spider Bindaran, because you're a giant spider. Um, I am assuming that a 20 will hit your AC. Um, and by assuming, I mean I have your player sheet right here and I can see that a 20 hits your AC. Uh, <laughs> so that is four, four more damage to you. So the, the Kopesh has come down and it struck you, Bindaran, for four damage. Are you still a spider? I am. Uh, so as you are standing up there, the other one that approached you, Bindaran, is going to reach out and try and grab you with its hand. Rude, 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 rude. Uh, a 13 I don't think is going to grab you as a spider, nope. does it? Nope, 14 is my AC. It does not. Uh, so it reaches out with a hand and attempts to grab you. Um, and you can see sort of this light behind the skeletal hollows of its eyes as it does so. At that moment, um, you also notice, Bindarin, um, and all of you, as from this building, from where the other four had just crawled up, uh, you see four more also crawl up the side of the building as sort of they're pulling themselves up. Um, and then you hear from the, the garden below you that you just escaped from, uh, the sound of four more also approaching up there. You see from the sides of this building, from either side, 
you can sort of see more of them approaching from either side of this building that you're on top of on the other two sides. Uh, two more each pop up. There are now 12 on top of the building. Two of them are in melee range of Bidarin. And in the ground beneath you, it, there's maybe 12. You, you can hear what sounds like at least a dozen of them as well. Ruse, it's your turn. So we're just going to die. It's your turn. There are two of them in, in melee range of you. Or this episode will never end. One of the two. Um, Pertinent question. Is there an mm-hmm. escape road at this point? They're just... Ruse, tell me what you're going to do. You had a 22 on your uh, initiative, correct? Uh, 21, yeah. 21, yep. Um, I don't know why I said yes after that, because you said the wrong number. Uh, <laughs> it's still 21, 22. No difference. Uh, there's a big difference between 21 and 22, and it's the number one. <laughs> um, you are surrounded by a, two of them within melee range, and then ten more on top of this building. I don't like it. I don't want it. Make them go away. Uh, we're on top of a building, so uh-huh. like, there's nowhere to go. Uh, you can look around for an exit if you'd like. That would be an investigation or a perception check. Uh, we, well, we're going to do perception. All right. Look for an escape route. Uh, mostly because investigation, I have a minus three. Uh, not that that matters, because that's a six. Uh, you look around, and, you know, these the top of this building, um, it's definitely been added on to. There's been stories added to this building over time. Lots of changes happened here in the 10th District. There might be somewhere on top of this building, you could imagine, some sort of trap door, some sort of door that leads inside, but you don't see it from where you're standing, because you're surrounded by these zombies. Um, you sort of ruse, you start feeling as if this might be it. Um, there's too many of them around you. Um, I will say Bindarin as your spider form. Smurt, do you want to give me a perception check real real quick? Uh, can I roll perception for looking for an escape route because of my, uh, urban, uh, engineering background, urban infrastructure background? Absolutely. Roll me a perception check. All right. So, oh, that did not actually roll. Let's try that again. Okay, I'm just going to roll it in person because the roller doesn't want to right. cooperate. Uh, all right. So, uh, 19. With a 19 smirk from the valorous spider steed you've been riding, um, you do notice that there is a trap door on top of this building. Uh, it is behind the zombies who are approaching you. Um but more importantly, you and Bindarin notice uh, a warm glow coming from another building a couple of doors down. Um, it's a higher up structure. You can sort of see it how, from I, the how, corner how of your many, eye. Like, how many doors? Like three doors down? <laughs> yes, three doors down. Um, it's, it's a couple of buildings over. And it's a much <laughs> taller structure. Um, Bindarin and Smart, you notice it. Uh, Ruse, you were looking for an exit. You don't quite notice it as they do. Um, but there is this shining glow that is streaking up into the sky that appears on the, the edge of that building. And you hear what sounds like a very warm, fatherly voice sort of shout out to you. Uh, and here's a destructive use of time. 
And at that moment, you feel this weird pull around you as these zombies start sort of dissolving. Um, it almost appears as if they have been reverted back in time. They sort of crumble out into like little bits of sand and ore. They just kind of disappear into thin air as all of them are gone. And at that moment, that door that you saw smirt flies open as well. And that voice calls out to you, don't waste any of this time I've just given you. And it turns off and runs away. There's now an open door on top of this building. What do you do? Uh, I point both my arms in the, I'm still holding my sword, in the direction of that voice and go, who the hell was that? What the hell just happened? I'm squeeing. Uh, not, 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 not meant as a pun, but I'm <gasps> I know that voice. Um, and then we still have Eternals between me and No, Dora, they're right? gone. They oh, that thing. Okay, they're all gone. Uh, they're all visibly gone. You can still hear the sounds of them in the distance. Um, but the ones who were on the building there with you appear to have been turned back into little bits of rock and some other fleshy amalgamation of items. It, it It's not pretty. Uh, is, is there, are there like, what happened to their equipment? Uh, their equipment has also turned into <laughs> rocks and okay. metal. Can chunks. we check their pockets for money? Can we check the there are pockets in your pockets? Non-damaged weapon, Chris. Gosh. Don't don't oh, yeah. worry about it. They're gone though. You can't. I grab have anything. a non-damaged weapon. It's just a a copesh is kind of like a scimitar but backwards. <laughs> um. All right. There is an open door on top of this building that was opened by this mysterious voice. So my, that called out to I, you. I have my what cannon. Are you going to do? Uh, it's tiny, uh. so I have it. Uh, scr- I, it's like you can hold it in your hand. I, I have it scramble back up like my leg. Um, pick it up, put it on my mantle, so I to save it for later because uh, I only get one a day, and this is going to be a long day. Um, and I uh, tap the spider I'm riding and go, "Hey, hey, Ben, Ben, look over there. We got to get in the hatch." Uh, Bindarn, you can immediately notice that this hatch is not big enough to fit your spider form, um, but it is a normal human-sized hatch that seems to be leading into this building. Fine, I get out of my wild shape, and uh, I uh, pop a good berry, because, so, just just so we're clear, every night my druid summons some good berries before bedtime, so I have a satchel full of good berries. All right. Um, do you run to the, are y'all going to go through this trap door? Yes. I'm assuming. Uh, yeah. Well, I am, if yes. Ben had, if Ben is, cause, um, I am like riding his shoulders like a little child. Uh, yep. cause I, I never dismounted. Yep. <laughs> oh my God. Perfectly fine. <laughs> All right. So, uh, Bindarin, you, you jump through this hatch, um, with the goblin on your shoulders. Yep. Uh, Ruse, do you follow? Yeah, I right. I kind of shapeshift back down to the the sleeker femme form that I was when I arrived. All right, you um you all three jump through this hatch and close it behind you, and you are now in what appears to be a residential home. It's an apartment of some sort. There's chairs and tables and uh, some food laid out, but it appears to have been completely evacuated. There is no one there. I swear for to you God, three. if you just have like Kramer burst through the door. <laughs> this would be the best adventure ever. <laughs> uh, so what are y'all going to do? You're in this this room together. Wow. 
Uh, I'm hungry. So I walk up to the table and uh, sniff the food and I'm investigating that and I'll let them figure out what they're going to chat about. I'll offer some good berries. Well, I have some good berries if, if, <gasps> if this doesn't meet your... Uh, oh, Ben, thank you. Yes, 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 yes. And I, I'll, I'll stick I out my hand and say... I'll stick out my hand and say, give. I'll drop a good berry into your hand. I'm going to eat it. I don't know what they do. You get one hit point back, and it's it's basically these... Uh, it's sustenance enough for one day. Um, Ruse, you take a bite of it, and you're like, wow, I feel full. <laughs> um, gosh, this, this is, is just like that one time in E-Star, huh? Yep. Huh, Ben? I think we remember that very differently. <laughs> I, Look, I, that's nice that you two are all buddy-buddy, but we, I don't know if you notice We're going to die out here. I don't know if we're so. going to die, but I think we should. So we saw a, a beacon of light coming from a, a, a building a couple doors down, correct? You saw a figure surrounded by that light, yes, who shouted out a very timely pun and... Uh, God, got rid of why? all the Eternals. <laughs> I, I think I saw. I think I saw a mage. We should probably head after. I, 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 I'm, I'm pretty sure it's this guy I've heard of back at the Talarian Academy. We, sh- we yes. should definitely follow him. Oh, if y'all go through that door, you're all going to die. What? Who's that? Uh, at that moment, you all three turn around and see um, this woman who is wearing a hood and this. Uh, sort of leather tunic that's sort of cut off at her chest. Um, so she has these bare shoulders. Uh, her eyes are kind of glowing, and she's got this... She's a dark-skinned woman who's just sort of leaned up against the wall uh, right by the kitchen of this apartment. She goes, there's so many of them out there. There's no way to avoid them. Well, I mean, we, we just... We, we killed a bunch of them. I'm sure we could get over there. I'm kind of small. We killed, like, four of them. Yeah, that was a lot. There were, like, way more than that. And they're still coming. Listen. We're gonna die. You just uh, need to be The woman smiles, and she has these two very pronounced canine fangs in her mouth, and she she sort of giggles a little bit, and you see her pull out a dagger and go, what if I told you I knew a better way out of here? Well, I'd I'd be with you, scary apartment lady. You damn well better tell us where it is, and also walk next to me, please. She uh, she giggles a little bit and goes, my name is Atrata. You look new here. Here, let me help. And she sort of kicks the wall with the back of her foot. And you see uh, the floor fall out next to her. And it sort of becomes a stairwell leading down through this building. Uh, and she goes, follow me if you want to live. And that's where we're going to Girl. leave off for today. So I knew uh, there had to be yeah. a Terminator reference this time through. <laughs> I was thinking about reaching out a hand to Lorelai and being like, come with me if you want to live. Um, and being like the least inspiring version of that ever. But this is good. It's still good. All right. Um, yeah. So that's the end of our session. Uh, time for final thoughts. My final. Uh, is there time for final thoughts? Uh, that's up to you. Is there time for final thoughts? I have no final thoughts. I have three more Urza jokes that I can't wait to get out. Urza's uh, adjective noun uh, (laughs) remarks that I've been working on this whole session. So I'm excited to, I want to get out one every session. Okay. Uh, My final thought is wear a mask. You filthy animals. Oh yeah, that too, I guess.
I'm a stay-at-home dad now, so like it's not really my problem anymore, except in the the overarching sense instead of uh, you know the it's my job sense. So yeah, my uh, my final thought is I got to do some time puns, <laughs> and I'm excited about that. <laughs> Gosh, it was like time, time, time pun, time pun, time pun. I'm like, hmm, who could that character be? Mm-hmm. Um, probably. Probably Jace. Maybe, maybe <laughs> Bolivar. Oh, if Bolivar showed up, I would I would get so excited. Uh, Why it would note. be a clear breach of canon. It doesn't matter. This episode's done. And <laughs> uh, if y'all like time puns, which honestly, if you listen to the show and you don't like puns, then you'd be a little worried about why you're listening to our show. Uh, but um, if, you, if you enjoy the show, which we hope you do, you can head over to patreon.com slash thevorthoscast and support us today. Uh, you know, we just did a whole big donation to the Marsha P. Johnson Institute to help support black trans communities across America. And uh, you should still support that. Uh, we are going to continue posting the donation link for that. But otherwise, if you support us on Patreon, you can join our Discord community where Vorthoses from around the world are talking about the new set. We just had M21 and Jumpstart come out, so it's a lot of new stuff. We have uh, a lot of upcoming sets uh, soon, in a few weeks, uh, I think. Right? Double Masters preview start in a couple of weeks, or like a month. I don't know. Time has, has no has meaning done anymore. His Time has no meaning anymore. Um but yeah, we we got a we got a great community of folks that we would love for you to be a part of. So uh, yeah, head over to Patreon.com/slash/TheVorthosCast to help keep the show running because we would like to keep it running. Thank you all for listening. This has been the Vorthos Cast. <laughs>